Brilliant. Okay, welcome to our You Move podcast. Today we are very privileged to have the uh, um, the very experienced and very highly thought of uh, franchise. Um, I'll let you uh, introduce yourself, Russell. Hello. Yes, thanks for having me, AD. Um, yeah, so my name's Russell. I cover North Devon You uh, Move and own the franchise in that area. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here today. Oh, good. So uh, the most important question, and I think you're best qualified to answer this, um, is, is it jam or is it clotted cream first? Um, obviously, it's clotted cream first. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who says anything else is wrong. Your cream, <laughs> your cream is, is your base. That's, that's, that's like your butter to, uh, to scoop on and obviously jam on top of that. Any there other way go. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that out of the way. You are literally, that's, is it, it bought, I guess it's from, from your neck of the woods, isn't it? I'm sure it is. That's, that's yeah, the, it's Devon or, Devon or Cornwall. Yeah, but yeah. Um, obviously that's Devonshire. People have got it right. <laughs> naturally uh right then so uh how long have you been with you move now russell what's your sort of what's your sentence so far <laughs> yeah so i um set up the you move in uh well originally just in barnstable um in august of 2016 so we've oh, been right. going uh yeah just over six and a half years now um but in that time we've expanded to cover the whole of north devon as well oh wow crikey um in what so this is your eighth year Wowzers. No, seventh. seventh. Your, your maps of season. Yeah, yeah. No, it's one of those days. I've been doing a VAT return in between all this as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's well. Uh, well, okay, brilliant. So what um, compared to the market over the past couple of years then, what, what's your challenges at the moment, do you think? Uh, so main ch- so uh, the last couple of years, I'm sure most people are aware, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, I've actually employed quite a few people in that time as well um and it's it's not been a normal market it's literally been get the property out there show as many people around and negotiate a price upwards of whatever you put it on the market for because um the demand was just far outstripping supply um up until sort of middle towards end of last year um where um, obviously, interest rates rises. There was a cost of living crisis, um, and what we've seen is is prices certainly settle in that time, um, and that has meant you know um, a, a change in the market really. So, the challenge before was it just getting chains together because the properties would sell no problem, yeah. but then your vendor wouldn't necessarily have anywhere to purchase and they'd be in competition with another four or five purchasers. So it was getting the chains together that were a problem before um with with, along with the lack of stock the 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 real issues we've got now are um lack of stock is is still uh, a big concern right there's there's still not quite enough out there to to really give people a lot of options so what we're seeing is the fact that we have a lot of vendors who would consider coming to the market but they're not seeing that sort of property that they want to go for um so we're doing a lot of work with off-market properties and that side of things um and i would say the other things is un- unrealistic pricing so yeah um you know um again during the the sort of covid years we'll call them i guess the the, the it didn't really matter what you put a property on the market for there wasn't that much demand that people would view and potentially get that price you know, people are having to be a bit more realistic now because people aren't, um, you know, they're not willing to to overpay for a property because of the interest rates, really. 
so there's two things there then so um in 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 the in the boom market that we've had in the past couple of years you it, it's almost like marketing didn't matter in terms of how you marketed a property because there was so much demand for it you could sell it off you could sell it off yep. a picture off your iphone couldn't you and, you know yep. post it to your database and there you go you got six viewers there so as the market becomes more challenging in some certainly some parts of the world uh mark your marketing is going to become more um attractive and certainly more um clients are going to need that more in a in a challenging market than you are in a in a in a buoyant market and secondly we're seeing it in our areas at the moment everything has become so price sensitive now where we were having offers um i would say probably five if not ten percent over what you'd list at uh, now it's gone the other way and we're seeing offers probably around five percent under what we're listing yep. um and is that the same say i mean you you benefit in your area of course with you get a lot of i guess london based sort of purchases coming your way don't they yeah so we get a, a lot of london based purchases a lot of people um from the southeast and from further north as well this is um you know it's quite a high retirement um area as well yeah. so people do come to this area once you've finished the work they think oh actually i want to be near the coast we've got some beautiful beaches nearby um so we do get a lot of that um the, the points you make there about the marketing yeah i mean the marketing we kept that up obviously through um 2020 2021 um because you still want to give those highest levels because that's how you negotiate up yeah. to a higher price when you've got that much demand the thing is now is yeah there's a lot more we're having to look at finding those buyers now so using the social media channels um our whatsapp property community um which hopefully some of the viewers might be aware of but basically we send out all of our new listings on there so people we have our vip buyers who can get to see that first and then hopefully you build you know interest before the property goes live um and and yeah ultimately if it's priced too high um yeah you won't get the you won't get the people yeah. through the door we we use our uh, community group uh, in some way. If if a seller wants, um, if their expectations are higher than what you value the property at, uh, then the WhatsApp group becomes a good tool for that because you can put it out without putting a footprint out there. You can show clients, and uh, we can get people through the door uh, to give their opinion on its value if they're not interested, and then we can feed that back to the seller and say, look, you know. Uh, you, you might be right because these people have said X, or you, you know you're wrong because they're saying saying there's if you know the opposite. So you know it's a, it's a, it's a good way of sort of leveraging the market, isn't it? Certainly, I completely agree with that point as well because we get this quite a lot with valuations. You know, often you know um, estate agents valuations could be a hundred and fifty thousand pounds worth yeah. of differentials there. So the first thing I'd always ask people for that is, okay, what evidence have, um, you know, the other agents shown you? Have you seen evidence of similar properties? And exactly, get it out there to those people who potentially might be those buyers, because if they feel it's worth the price, then yeah, fair enough. That it is. They're, they're the only ones who can ultimately value. We can give an educated opinion, but the, the buyer's the only one who can actually put that value on the property. Yeah, and I think that's what people lose sight of. Valuations are are based on opinions, aren't they? And it's just like buyers. Yeah. The, the, the whole concept I've done, I've been in agencies in 2005, and basically buyers want to pay as little as possible, sellers yeah. want as much as possible. <laughs> and yeah. We're there to help them meet in the middle somewhere. <laughs> it, it, exactly. How many times do you go and see a vendor and they're like, yeah, I want absolute top dollar for this, <laughs> but I want to get that for at least 10% less than what it's on the market. <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you help me? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we'll do our best. 
Um, yeah, that's it, exactly. But as long as those things are kept under review, I mean, that's the thing with pricing is, is you've got to keep it under review. You've got to show your vendors what you're doing to actually get that sold. And if yeah. that's not what, I mean, ultimately, if a property isn't selling, it's down to one of two things, the agent's marketing or the price. Yeah. So um, if, if your marketing's good and you're, and you're getting it out there to the right people, then ultimately it is price. And then that, that's when it needs to be looked at. Yeah. Who knew that was the secret source to selling property, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's not rocket science, is it? <laughs> uh, right. Um, here's a question for you, right? You've got a you've got a crystal ball in front of you right now. Um yep. so where 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 are we in six months with house prices and, and the market? And where are we in twelve months? Um Yes, it would be good if I had a crystal ball. And um, I, you see a lot of financial experts also completely <laughs> disagreeing on this. So um, no one ever gets it right. And don't hold me to this. But at the moment, what we've seen. Um, so end, end of last year was really, really quiet. Um, you know, it was quiet for instructions, quiet for sales. Um, and we kind of expected that because of the raising interest. Uh, rates everyone has this in their mind where actually we'll wait to the new year we'll see what happens yeah. um and this year certainly we've seen a lot of activity we are out on a lot of valuations we've had um three sales in the first week as well which was you know so so the things are starting to move we're, we're probably seeing those the lower end sort of staying very very steady um potentially even slight price increases on the on your sort of first time buyer market in our area that's your sort of 150 to 250 um price range the higher end we are seeing i would say a, a level off and potentially a small decrease i would right. i would say I, I and i don't see much of that changing for the next 6 or 12 months i mean it could change again you know if the cost of living living crisis continues and interest rates continue to rise i did read that they could potentially be four four and three quarters by the end of the year um so that. that, yeah. that, that, that's interesting that because um the the negativity around the the mortgage market is quite evident isn't it and uh, um yep. But what they don't tell you is actually mortgage rates have dropped for four consecutive times now. Yeah. Oh, admittedly, yeah. but they've dropped. Yeah. But that, you know, if that made its way into sort of the public domain, it brings confidence back into the market and, you know, where we are. But that, you know, that's swept under the carpet. But, yeah, I suppose that, that the other side is that they are still far higher than they were back, you know, sort of um, before COVID. the cost of living crisis. Yeah. Pre-COVID and during COVID. Yeah. You know, where they're, you know, half a percent or, or whatever it yeah. was for a long time. So it has made a big change in people's thoughts. And ultimately with a house, you're, the price of the house, in my opinion, in a lot of cases becomes irrelevant. What matters is what people are paying each month. That's that's what they need to look at. Can they afford it? Does it, you know, fit in with their budget and their lifestyle? Because if it does, that's that's where they really need to look at. And I think people, the trouble is with a lot of people, they get het up on the prices. Yes, of course, you don't want to be in negative equity or anything like that. But if you can afford it and you can afford to make those payments for the next five to 10 years or whatever it is, then continue with that. You know, you're going to be better off doing that than they are going to be in rented or anything. So, yeah. Um, I think it's just changing people's thoughts, but the, yeah, it, it, invariably, if interest rates go up, prices level off or, or or come down, and that's you know that's what happens really. Yeah, your 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 area is almost uh, almost, but not not quite almost recession proof in a way, isn't it? Because you get like you say, you get all the people who want to move down there to retire as much. I mean, we sell property. Um, we're in Leicestershire and Rutland, and we sell property here. Who they're you know they're either moving to the coast. To your direction or they're going over to norfolk in the other direction 
Um, yeah. They all want to go and live and retire by the coast. So that's where they go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's it. So we, so I suppose there's that, there's a holiday home market as well, which we yeah. get. Um, there's a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people buying properties to Airbnb them or or that side of things at the moment. So, and and people will always want to move. Um, it, it, it's it's just not, yeah, you know, the the leveling off is just not that massive demand and supply imbalance that we've had over the last couple of years. You know, that's sort of fairly level now, I would say. And I said I was saying to somebody else um, earlier today that for us as agents, it doesn't matter if prices going up or down. It's the sheer volume of people moving that matters to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, if it's a, it, everyone, there's always room for people moving because people separate, people unfortunately pass away, uh, job yeah. movers, you know, and all the evictions and all the rest of it. So there's always a market. Always, and yeah. there always will be a market. Um, and you can always look. You can always look at the stats of the people actually moving as well. Um, and yes, in the in the twenty 2020 and, and and twenty up to twenty twenty two, that did increase. There was a lot of sales happening. We're back to the sort of level times of twenty nineteen now. That's that's the difference. People see this doom and gloom, but actually it's and it's not a fact. You know, it's not a, a a booming market where you can get your house on the market and and get it sold really really quickly. But there are you know there is activity happening out there. Um, yeah. You've just got to. You've got to market the property in the right way and you've got to actually actively go out there and, and, and find those buyers and, and then negotiate them up to the best price. This is what normality looks like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is what it is. Um, yeah. Quick question for you then. So uh, in terms of, um, and think, think process here, if you could change one thing about the selling process, whether it's marketing, sales progression, uh, whatever it may be, if you were the housing minister today, Mr. Burrington, um, yep. and you could make one change to the process, what what change would you make? It would be once a sale is agreed, the actual um, legal process would be my first thing. There's um, in in the UK, in my opinion, um, the the sales process is it's dated, it's protracted, it's it needs complete overhaul. To be honest, um, the reason why I say that. So once the sale is agreed, there is no security for the vendor or the buyer up until exchange of contracts. Now, if you go back to, again, 2020, when um, the, the COVID was rife, there were situations where people were moving from another area and solicitors wouldn't allow people to exchange until the day of completion for yeah. fear of breaking the contract if they contracted COVID and couldn't go anywhere. So you have all of these people literally on tenterhooks. Someone could literally at the bottom of the chain go, actually, I've <laughs> changed I've, I've changed my mind. Yeah. And, 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 and so, you know, we employ sales progressors to go through that whole scenario, whereas actually, you know, if if, you know, when you buy a car, you have a service history, um, you know, the, the 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 seller has to get that ready for the purchaser or they're not yeah. going to buy that car. You know, people are buying a house completely just without any knowledge until they get through the legal process. So, in my opinion, I think the vendors should have, so our sellers should have to get the property market ready. And that should include a pack. I know there was the HIPS pack originally. You, you've just which, beat me to that. I was going to ask you, would you bring it back? Well, uh, that was before my time in a state agency. Oh, so, um, yeah, so I only got into a state agency in 2012. But the, the trouble was with the HIPS pack, in my opinion, was it was they it came out at the wrong time it was literally just as we had a crash and no one was moving and obviously that extra i think it was about 400 pounds at the time to set your house up ready for sale no one wanted to do that 
I actually don't think it's a bad idea. And instead of just scrapping it completely, they should have perhaps looked at what needed to change to make it right. There was a reason why someone thought it was the right idea. And I think that I'm not saying that is the solution, but I think, you know, getting that house completely market ready, having all the evidence there, and then, you know, having a secure option before exchange of contracts where both, you know, buyer and seller are financially invested and, you know, legally bound to buy the property, unless, you know, there can be situations that change, but there has to be a better system than what we have right now. I'll bring them back. I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saying this to uh, somebody again earlier today on another podcast that, um, I remember them. I, I got into agency just as they were, just as they came into into force. Uh, and you hit the nail on the head. They just came out at the wrong time. If they come out now, yeah. uh, I think it would help the process speed, speed up. Certainly, where we've had sort of five, six months um, to get your sale through, that would have brought the process down. I think, um, yeah. and also help. You know, because um, they supplied property information forms. There were searches already uh, pre-done. Uh, EPC. Yep in the pack so it definitely would help speed up the process but every single question every single person i ask what would you change in the uh in the industry everyone says sales progression or uh we, we, i prefer the scottish system is normally a, yep. a popular answer as yep. well but isn't it funny well yeah i mean yeah i mean uh, we've got you know as you know we've got a few um franchisees in um scotland as well and i know that uh, I, I i think it's with its it's probably with its flaws as well otherwise i think there would they would have changed to it um a long time ago um but yeah they you know if you could imagine every sale after two weeks you know that's secure and you don't have to do <laughs> like not saying i don't enjoy the work or anything but you don't have to do any work on that you know that that is secure your buyers know that they're secure yeah. your vendors know that you're secure i mean this is another scenario we had during the, the the boom years over the last few years is our vendors would agree a sale they'd then start looking they'd struggle to find anything for two to three months they'd come back and say hang on a minute everything else has gone up by 10 percent yeah. So I need 10% more. You're yeah. having to go back to your buyer and say, you know, well, thank you very much for your offer. And I'm glad we're going through the process, but our vendor wants another 10% on top of the price, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, I can, I can understand it from the vendor's point of view as well. If they've not found, you know, that there was people I know, um, we didn't, they didn't sell through us, but I know they sold through another agent and they said, look, we don't want to lose our buyer. We'll sell up. We'll move, we'll move out. And then they're, they're struggling to find what they want. Six months down the line, they are, you know, massively outpriced to the market. Like um, yeah. yeah. And you think those scenarios, if if you had a secure, because they had a sale, they had a purchase going through, but then they lost that and they wanted to keep their buyer. And you think, well, if there was a process there where their, their property purchase was secure and it would get, it would make sure you get the serious people as well. You know, um, I agree. My, yeah. I myself, I went through a process, I was selling my house and, um, our buyers right up until exchange and then um just decided because of the interest rate rises they didn't think they could afford it one of them did anyway they just pulled out and you know that was like literally right we're there ready to move we've packed up for next week you know um so those kind of scenarios shouldn't be able to happen because it's the it's you know it's generally the less committed people that will you know mess it up for everyone else really so um and there you yeah. go. You know, even estate agents have bad luck with their own sales. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Some people <laughs> might say it's karma. You never know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there'll always be those but, out there. But uh, yeah, I imagine everyone, every estate agent you ask of that question, that will be their response. So far, it's like, been uh, it's been the everyone said the same thing. 
yeah. And, uh, you know, nothing wrong with solicitors. You know, we, we've got some really good relationships with a lot of local solicitors that do a really, really good job. But, it, you know, you're not doing anything until you've got that buyer. And, you know, sometimes we don't get the information that's required, you know, up until that. You know, there might be an equity release mortgage where there's a loads of paperwork to go through. The management company that deals with the new builds might be really bad at getting back to people. So they might you might spend a month just trying to get the management pack. You know, all of these little things that could be resolved before, you know, before the sale even takes place. Um, yeah. Yeah. OK, so um, for those... Uh, and I'm sure there's not very many, but for those people that don't know where you are, where, where I know you're obviously you've got your, yep. your, your area. Where are you specifically? Where's your office? So our office is in Barnstable Town Centre. Barnstable is a lovely little uh, market town. We're um, yeah, close to, you know, about 10 to 15 minutes drive from the coast. We've got some of the best beaches here. Um, Woolacombe has been voted I think it was best beach in Europe, actually, a um, couple of times. So, um, yeah, beautiful part of the world. We cover Barnstable, Biddyford, Ilfracombe um, uh, and South Moulton. So all of the kind of um, North Devon patch. Uh, most people normally I speak to actually are going, oh, you're from North Devon. They're like, oh, I am. Yeah, it often goes Croyd holiday. So, uh, yeah, everyone knows Croyd yeah. or Willacombe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, lovely part of the world. If anyone's looking for houses, we have got a, a lot of beautiful homes here, all at very reasonable prices. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> um, so, uh, favourite restaurant? Where's, where's your favourite restaurant? I've got a couple, actually. So, um, for lunch, there's a place called Block, and these guys, uh, it's like Asian-infused, all sorts of different um, meals that they do. They also do takeaway, and they're just opening up in Taunton, actually. So if you speak to Amy, the franchisee there, they're yeah. literally just opening up elsewhere. Is that, is that BLOC block or BLOCK? Like, um, like, yeah, they're a local um, local couple, and um, yeah, but they're looking to expand. All really fresh ingredients. Um, and actually, another restaurant I just went to recently that I hadn't been to in a while is called the Boathouse, which is in Insto. So Insto is like. Um, it's one of my favorite places it's like the proper dog walking beach there everyone goes so after you go for a dog walk literally pop in have a drink and um yeah really good fish in there as well so the boat has an insta i love i love how you um separated the favorite restaurant to well lunch and dinner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that i eat out every day or anything like that you know but uh i would if i could yeah uh, favorite pub uh favorite pub, where'd you go so for a beer yeah, so we've got the old barn, which is um that's my local um at the end of our like literally that's in Bickington, um but in in town there's the Bull and Bear and Latitude Forty Eight that are both really nice. So if you're ever in Barnstable, take check those out. Um yeah, or if you're going, actually there's a few good pubs in Westwood Ho as well, which is right by the coast. Yeah, this could go on for quite a while. So we say the waterfront in uh, Westwood Ho as well. Uh, last question then I'm jumping in my car and coming and coming to your area on Saturday I'm not really but hypothetically um, apart from your beautiful beaches your beaches and your um, your, your your wonderful scones what 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 else can I do where would you take me right okay yes yeah, so to, to be fair you, the beaches are the best thing like so literally there's so much to do there obviously you could learn to surf um, go kite surfing all that kind of stuff um, or bodyboard if you don't want to get into the surfing you could go bodyboarding at Saunton and uh and Willacombe so um yeah definitely do that pop out for a pub lunch maybe at the thatch in Croyd as well just to try somewhere different um yeah and 
other than that, yeah, just get out and explore Exmoor as well, really. Right. You can go out for really nice talks around there, yeah. And the very last question that catches everybody out, um, because they think they should know the answer and don't, what is your Instagram handle? You move underscore North Devon. <laughs> well done. Uh, that's how you find Russell. Right, great. Thanks, Russell. Uh, appreciate you coming on and we'll look forward to speaking to you next week, pal. Yeah, no worries. Thanks again for having us, AD. And um, yeah, all the best for the new year. Take care, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>